0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this breaking edition of the Bengal Tiger podcast. I am Billy Embody. With me is Matthew Bruni. Big news into the podcast and on thebengletiger.com, as Shea Dixon confirms Pete Thamel's report that LSU special teams coordinator Brian Polian is moving off the field into a GM-like role, handling more of NIL duties, roster construction, things like that. Uh, And this is big news for LSU. Obviously, Brian Kelly has a long relationship with Brian Polian. He came over from Notre Dame with Brian Kelly in the coaching move last year. But on the flip side of that, LSU special teams were pretty poor last year. And a big emphasis this offseason was to correct that. Brian Kelly wasted no time uh, doing just that. LSU now searching for a special teams coordinator. But let's go back to 2022 and talk about really how we got here. And it started game one, Matty B, uh, Mm -hmm. with how poor LSU was on special teams, costing them, quite frankly, that Florida State game.
1: Yeah. And even if you look at like the Malik neighbors plays, uh, you can even if you erase those, the two muffed punts, because they didn't result in direct points. The blocked field goal and the blocked extra point obviously did result in the loss, the loss of that game. And that kind of set the tone for the year where we had to keep an eye on special teams from day in, day out. We asked Brian Kelly about it repeatedly, about what he was thinking, what he saw uh, from Brian Polian, what they were doing to address it. Um, and it's it was kind of clear throughout the whole thing, Brian Kelly wasn't going into the season be like okay i need to keep an eye on this but then as the season went on he was like okay this has become so much of a problem that i have to kind of dedicate my own time to this as well and so they they tried fixing things they went through it but then you have the games like tennessee where they put jack besh back there and he fumbles it and then they i think they allowed a kick return and a punt return as well Uh, on the florida game actually i just saw an anthony the anthony richardson um all the scouts are talking right now or on Twitter and uh, his first play in that LSU game was a a bomb over the top. How did they get to midfield? It was a kick return to midfield. Like it's just stuff like that throughout the entire season of muffed punts. And then the Arkansas game is just, uh, it never ended. It never ended. And then you cap it all off with the Georgia game, the (laughs) field goal that is blocked, but is live. And Georgia returns it for a touchdown and just um, changed the entire game. And who know? Who knows what it would have been like if that wasn't the case. But just far too many instances where special teams cost them momentum, cost them points, cost them opportunities. And, uh, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda. But who knows what they would have been. Maybe they beat F Florida State. Maybe they're in the playoff if they if they don't have as many special team blunders. Yeah. And you look back at how we got here to, you know, this
0: point now where Brian Kelly has made this move and Brian Polian was a finalist for the grand Valley state job. Uh, he did not get it. Uh, they ended up going another direction. And now that he is being reassigned moving off the field into this role, are you surprised that Brian Kelly made the move after year one given their long relationship? Or do you think, you know, Brian Kelly has truly shown, and we've said this on the board that he's not afraid to do something uh, if he feels it's for the betterment of his program.
1: Yeah, I am a little surprised. Um, I think we had waited so long after the season at this point, where it's been almost two months. And so I kind of just assumed they were just going to run it back and say, hey, it can't be worse. Like, we're obviously going to put a lot more attention to detail on it across the board. You hope you took care of the return game aspect of it with Aaron Anderson. And you kind of go from there. I mean, you bring in more analysts. I thought that's what they were going to do. And you you kind of leave Polian in that role to where he can be hands-on because the practices I went to, it looked like Brian Polian enjoyed being out there. It enjoyed being a coach, you know, being hands-on with the guys. I don't know with this move how much he will be able to do that or how much he'll be asked to do that, but that was something that you know stood out in practice was he he at times was even coaching like the Jack linebackers. He was helping out over there on defense. So he is someone who likes being, being hands-on. We'll see how that changes moving forward. Uh, so, yeah, I think it did surprise me that he kind of moved off of this role, I think, at this point in February 21st. And, I mean, it is worth noting that as LSU goes
0: through this process now, there is that potential that an analyst can help out on the field. Now they did change the rule. Analysts can help on the field now. So uh, Brian, Brian Polian looks like he's going into a more roster construction, truly off field type of role rather than an analyst position. Um, But that is worth keeping in mind as LSU goes through this hiring process, because when Brian Kelly, you, you know, looks to fix this problem, he can go in a certain direction with a coach, whether that be hiring just a special teams coordinator, somebody who has special team coordinator responsibilities and maybe adds another position somewhere. But this is a, a role that now has a little bit more support because analysts can be more hands-on and and not, you know, we, we all know it's been happening for years. Analysts have been coaching, but now they can actually do it uh, with without, you know, getting uh, slapped on the hand by the NCAA. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I I just think it's so interesting because Brian Polian, it's not like he was lacking experience. It's not like he was lacking you know, um, production at other places. I mean, he was a head coach, for, for God's sakes, at one point. He, he's someone that you would think, because of what he's done in his career, he would pay attention to the details. You wonder if it was just a storm of things going wrong for him that put him in this position. And like you said, him moving into more of like a GM-type role, I think is perfect for his ability. I mean, really, we've we've seen what he does we've seen what he's done in the transfer portal alone the past few years, and that is huge. So if you just take what he does in the transfer portal, his value there is far too great to not have him on this team. And I think that's where they're gonna kind of focus moving forward. Um, because he's also part of the recruiting in, in a lot of ways as well. So um, I mean you could speak to that more more than me, but recruiting transfer portal. Um, we'll see how hands on he is in different aspects and practices and stuff like that um, moving forward. And one of the pieces that Shay added in uh,
0: his reporting on this was that Frank Wilson, you know, a, mm-hmm. a legendary recruiter for LSU, legendary running backs coach um, and recruiting coordinator. Brian Polian was the recruiting coordinator this past year, um, but now we're expecting Frank Wilson to take a bigger role in high school recruiting. And the direction of the program and one tidbit that I've picked up over the last few weeks and something to monitor for LSU fans as this cycle goes through and and cycles to come is I think they are going to try to be more regional. You know, this is a area of the country with Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia and Florida, especially those states. They're very, very kind uh, to schools when it comes to talent and available talent to recruit. Obviously, Louisiana is your home base. Frank Wilson brings that um, uh, in in droves. uh, you don't have to tell him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everybody knows that. And that's going to be home base. LSU is going to continue to turn over every stone. But I think one thing with Frank Wilson now at the helm, and he spent time in Texas as UTSA's head coach, they're going to be a little bit more regional. You know, Brian Polian uh, and and some of the staff was recruiting a little bit more national. You know, we saw them lose Dalen Austin. Um, we saw them fizzle on Nicholas Harper. There, Harbor. There were other, you know, players that went national that they just couldn't get that traction with. I think they're going to spend a little bit more time regionally, and so I think that's something to watch as as Frank Wilson gets a little bit bigger role uh, back in
1: uh, recruiting for LSU. Yeah, I think you and Shay have done a good job, obviously covering everything as far as the national side goes. I mean, because you look at the two defensive line flips, right? um as well obviously you know DeRon reed was went to, Alabama, went to auburn so it's kind of not like he was staying far or anything like that but still um it's going to be interesting if frank wilson does take on more of a recruiting type role what that looks like and what the changes are because i brian polian has such a it feels like he has a lot of connections and he's always looking like in the big picture type of thing frank wilson is very much like Give me Louisiana and I can make a championship team out of this. Like whether it's up, whether it's down, whether it's Justin Jefferson, a two star. I know that he didn't recruit him per se, but still what give him Louisiana players and he's going to be able to find um, the talent there that you need. So that's what a lot of people ask for. That's what a lot of fans want. And I think that's that's where they're going to go. I mean, even if it's just Louisiana and Houston, I mean, you can <laughs> go crazy with that. Yeah, and look, uh, for Bengal Tiger subscribers to our, our site,
0: TheBengalTiger.com, you can jump on board for $30 and get covered with premium information until you know September 1st. Um, so it gets you covered throughout the whole offseason. We've already heard a couple things about a potential candidate uh, for LSU special teams coordinator role. Um, we're continuing to track that. So we're not going to publicly talk about it just yet, um, but uh, things could could move quickly here. For whoever who is hired for this role, Matty B, what is priority number one um, as far as you know what needs to happen
1: in spring, which is starting up here in just a couple weeks? First thing is return, man. I, that's the first thing. You got to see if if it's Aaron Anderson, if it's. Uh... I mean, any of these receivers, the new guys that they brought in, I think there's a lot of a lot of the freshmen. You don't want them in that role, but, you know, you test them out. Landon Ibeeta is someone who returned kicks in high school. You just – return man is number one for me. There can be no more fumbles. There can be no more dropped muffed punts. They're, they're done with it. Everybody's done with it. Boom, that's where you start. You're done with that. The kicker position is interesting. People floated around that Damian Ramos has a low trajectory on his kicks. That's why some of them get blocked. I mean, sure, but I think if there was better protection, I don't think really any of them get blocked. So the kicker is second for me because you have Damian Ramos, you have Nathan Divert there as well. So you do have, I think, a battle. I think that is going to be a position battle. Uh, we'll see during the spring how that goes. Um, you're set at punter and Jay Pramblett, And then it's something that Brian um, Brian Kelly talked about a lot. But as you start to build up more classes and more freshmen and more young talent, you have more depth not only for their positions but for special teams, and that's where you can start dedicating players, and which they did last year too, to a degree. But you can start dedicating players to special teams to where you don't have them thinking about the the defensive side of the ball. Like, all right, I gotta go worry about the safety position, and then I'm gonna go cover kicks. Like, it's just you can worry about the details a little bit more whenever you have guys that can dedicate themselves to special teams uh, as a freshman or even as a sophomore. Or even if they're buried on the depth chart as an upperclassman, I think that's where building that depth is huge for them. So those would be my three areas of: is um, get a return man, get the kicking battle going. I don't think that'll be settled yet between Ramos and Dibert. And then three, figure out who's going to be depth pieces that you can apply, that you can put on the special teams uh, moving forward.
0: Yeah, I think you make great points across the board, and LSU is certainly hoping that Aaron Anderson is that guy as far as return man goes. I mean, that was a big reason why he was brought in. Really, really explosive player. I mean, I think you look for just organization. It just seemed like week in, week out, it was something new, something different that went wrong. When you push a reset on a position group like this, and and one that spans you know multiple units, so to speak, uh, this is something that number one out of it, I want to see better organization, understanding of situations and the basics. I mean, game one, the basics were completely lost. And that, like you said, set the tone for the year um, when it comes to, you know, LSU uh, special teams. And and look, Brian Kelly, I think, had to make this move. I think for me, looking at what he's done, you know, when he was at Notre Dame the first time around, Mike Denbrock was demoted as offensive coordinator. And, you yep. know, they remained good enough friends to uh, you know reunite here in Baton Rouge and, so I think it's something that, you know, he has shown throughout his career. He's not afraid to make the tough calls in the end. And he did that here.
1: Yeah. I mean, how many times during the season, I, I think after starting at like the Florida game or was it the Auburn game, every single time there was a special teams mistake, it just cut straight to Brian Polian and Brian Kelly was right next to him, just chewing him out. And it's just like, at the end of the day, it felt like this needed to happen. Like I said, I didn't think we'd be waiting two months for it to happen. So that's why I'm kind of surprised that now I thought they would just be like, hey, analyst up, like, let's just go get it. Um, But for it to happen, finally, is not a surprise in the big picture. I think uh, this was the right decision and um, it'll be interesting to see who they who they bring in and uh, how Brian Polian's role changes exactly and what he's asked to do.
0: Yeah, no question. Um, look, this thing could move quickly from what we're hearing, so stay tuned to the Stay tuned to our YouTube page as well, and we'll react uh, to whatever happens next with LSU special teams. But a major move made on Fat Tuesday, uh, yeah. no less, by LSU. <laughs> so there is. Uh, for everybody out there, hope you had a happy Mardi Gras. Uh, what a what a weekend as always down there and and across the south. Uh, but. Yeah, a lot of LSU fans got their wish with Brian, Ke- Brian Kelly, uh, reassigning Brian Polian to an off-the-field role on this one. So we'll be here to track it for you guys. Wanted to get you guys out a quick reaction podcast to it. Lots more to come on the Bengaltiger.com about what's next at the position as spring practice approaches. And uh, we'll find out soon, I think, what Brian Kelly will do with the special teams coordinator job. So for Maddie B., I'm Billy Emboddy. Thanks for listen- listening. Keep hitting that subscribe button to our YouTube channel as well as TheBangleTiger.com. Get you a free Founders Club hat. Thanks for listening, everybody, and hope you have a happy Fat Tuesday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com.